In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. The gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio relationship between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and once again, I have the privilege of inviting you in, whether you're listening by podcast, smart speaker, you're listening on your radio, on your car, or somewhere at home, and to hear about the truth the good news of the gospel. It's always a privilege to talk about that, whether it's right here or whether it's at Christian Fellowship Church on the weekends in Ashburn, Virginia, where I have the privilege to be the lead pastor. Here's a truth from Scripture. All who have trusted in Christ Jesus and Savior are equal in the eyes of our Heavenly Father. Why? Because they're saved by grace through the faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 paints a picture this way of the oneness in Christ. When it talks about this, that there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Oneness is this concept of an already, but not yet. Believers are one by virtue of their faith, and we have the capacity to be united through the power of the Holy Spirit that indwells us. Yet, what God intended as unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, as it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, often remains elusive. In fact, the absence of harmony in the church and in our culture has and continues to have difficult and dire consequences right here in the United States as well as all throughout the world, and it results in having an ineffective Christian witness, or at least less effective than how Jesus wants to be. We here at One Heart DC, as well as WAVA Radio, are excited to have a guest today, Bishop Derek Greer. And why we're excited about him is because we walk together in this belief that the quest for racial unity is one worth sacrificing for. He is an individual and as a pastor and as a leader has answered a call to challenge and lead the church in our pursuit of unity that will lead to change. He believes that this pursuit will create perpetual opportunities for hope, and bring glory to God. So today, we're going to do something different than we've ever done in over the five years of this show. We're going to invite someone else to interview Bishop Greer. Bishop Greer does currently serve as a founding pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It began in 1998 with 12 people, and it now has more than 6,000 members. In fact, in 2014, it was named as one of the 100 fastest growing churches in America. In fact, not just one, number seven. And God has continued to use him on the radio and television programs all throughout the United States and around the globe. And today, our guest producer and our guest host is someone you might be familiar with. I've interviewed him several times here on One Heart DC. His name is Claude Jennings. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to get out of your way. I'm going to say at the end of the show, if you have any questions, you can send me an email at Brian Bales at Christian Fellowship Church, cfcwire.org, or you can call me at 703-729-3900. Or if you have more questions, you can send an email to comment at wava.org. Either way, though, Claude, so glad to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to interview Bishop Greer. Bishop Greer, thanks for being here, and we'll turn it over to you. 
Yeah, thanks a lot, Pastor Brian. So, uh, as you said, we've got Bishop Derek Greer. Although Bishop Greer, I don't know whether to go Bishop, Pastor, Doctor, uh, you know, uh, Reverend uh, Greer. But thank you so much for your time on Good News for the City. We really appreciate it today. Great to be with you, and, and I love the work you're doing. Oh, you, you know, well, much like you, uh, you know, we're trying to just point people to the one who does the work, right? We're the vessels. Yeah, right. And over a year ago, God laid a really big vision on your heart. Uh, and that's no surprise. You've got the whole, you know, think big, uh, yeah, yeah. broadcast. And so a big vision on your heart to pursue uniting the church and through God, you, through, uh, you know, the church uniting, that the nation would, you know, y- unite. And we would hope that the church, you know, could find that easy to do, right? To unite. So sure. before we jump into like going deeper with that, let's talk a little bit about the history, uh, about, you know, unite the church, unite the nation, uh, and, and, and its potential to bear fruit. How did it start? And what, and what's that big vision? Yeah, actually, it started a couple of years ago. Um, right after, uh, George Floyd and, um, all the different, things that was happening across the United States. And then January 6th, the nation was extremely polarized. And, um, you know, like, like everyone, you know, I, I prayed about, you know, what could be done to help, what could we could do to assist. And, uh, you know, as, as I sought the Lord, I, I felt like God was speaking to my heart to um, bring his people together. And, um, you know, that's a super tall order. And uh, frankly, um, I was really, you know, a little suspicious. I really didn't feel it was the Lord. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm super busy. We were in the midst of a building project and I just had a million things going on. Our church, you know, was meeting remotely and uh, it's just the worst time for uh, a project like that to to get in my heart. So what I said, I said, what I'll do is I'll reach out to some friends. So I reached out uh, to Bishop McBath. I reached out to Sam Chan and others. And I said, hey, I feel like the Lord's put this on my heart. Um, t- basically, would you talk me out of it? Tell me this is nonsense. Tell me that I'm true. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, they felt it was the Lord. And I said, well, okay, um, let me take another step to to see, you know, if the Lord's really in this thing. So what I did is I created a statement of change. And you can't address a problem until you first acknowledge that you have a problem. So um, I, I created this document. And I sent it to leaders who had a lot to lose if they signed the document. And lo and behold, we got hundreds of signatures. And um, I said, okay, Lord, um, this this must be you. I mean, a diverse response, African-Americans, Hispanics, uh, major white leaders, et cetera. And I'm still a little, you know, cautious. And I said, I'll take another step, Lord. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite um, leaders from across the country to meet me at the Museum of the Bible, and we're going to have a dinner. And you know what? I don't want to argue over issues. That's not what I want to do. I just want people to tell their stories about how, you know, race has impacted their lives. And uh, over 300 people showed up, and this was during COVID, um, at the Museum of the Bible. There's about 1,500 people live streamed, leaders from across the nation. And all that happened that night is leaders began to share their stories. So Pastor John Jenkins uh, shared his story. Even Don Crow, actually, who's on WAVA, uh, mm-hmm. shared his story. We had uh, Sammy Rodriguez on and on, people sharing their stories. And um, the event was was a, a huge success and a little more than I, I, I imagined uh, it being. So 
at that point, I said, okay, Lord, this was probably you, okay? <laughs> so what we started to do is um, I invited leaders from across the nation to talk once a month. And we started something called Let's Talk. And it was just conversations. We wanted to talk through uh, racial percept- perceptions and um, also, you know, build relationships uh, between leaders and, uh, you know, help inform and support one another uh, as it related to this subject of race. Uh, about maybe six, seven months into it, um, I felt the Lord was saying to take another step. Mm. And um, with that, uh, I think it was May or June of, ooh, we're in 2023, of 2022, uh, I announced to the folks that I, I felt that we need to take this next step. And uh, we were going to call it Unity Weekend. And in this step, we would do two things. We would uh, preach the gospel mes- message as it relates to racial a healing, but secondly, we would serve the underserved. Mm-hmm. We will not only you know share the gospel, but we demonstrate it uh, across the United States. So that's how Unity Weekend got started, and all those leaders got behind it. Uh, today, the National Association of Evangelicals is behind this National Hispanic Coalition of Leaders. Wow. Um, I can go on and on. Uh, love our cities, and mm-hmm. it's just been amazing to watch people respond. Um, and I think everyone has a sense that this is our moment to to not only um, you know follow what's happening in the news, but really have the church take a lead and begin to really, really address this issue. You know, it's funny because a lot of times when you're called to do something big like that and you're the first one, I think we underestimate how hard it is to be first. You know what I mean? To be the one who is trying to galvanize everybody. I mean, it's easy to look back and read the Bible and judge King Saul, but he was first. Like there was no example. You know, we look at Eve. She was first. Like who knew what childbirth like? No one knew this stuff and and, and they were first. And for you in, in this uh, way, you know, being kind of like the catalyst and the one that God is using to lead this effort, um, while the revelation is fresh to you and you get it, having to talk to other leaders had to be, you know, tough about it. Was there any kind of, and I would expect it, any kind of, I don't know if we should do this, man. Well, uh, I'm, I'm with you, but like, just talk about the weight of being first, but then also the weight of, having some people, even if they're iffy about it, yeah. still trusting the vision that God gave you and say, hey, man, if this is what you're saying, we're on it and, and we trust you with it. Well, that's a great question. Um, yeah, some people were reticent, but because I have limited time, mm-hmm. if folks were reticent. I kind of moved on to the next person because right. I just don't have the type of time. I pastor a church. Uh, right now I'm doing this on the side. Um, there are a lot of folks that are doing a lot of great things today, um, and and I'm excited about what they're doing. Um, I've I've not seen something exactly like this done. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it's 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 groundbreaking and it's exciting. It's a little scary too, um, <laughs> you know, because I don't necessarily have a model to look to uh, right. exactly. But there are a lot of good people doing great things, but. One of the things, again, I was surprised about was there were so many leaders that are super interested in this subject. I thought there would be more resistance than I, I actually met. Nice. Um, so uh, with those, again, that, you know, um, really, you know, need to let me let me say this. I, I try to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. So some people just need a little encouragement and they're, they're ready to run the ball. 
but others, if they're antagonistic to it, uh, you know, at, at this uh, stage of the game, I, I you know, I, I just kind of let them go and they'll catch up later. So. Sure. They may, they may need a few months. They may need a year, yes. but no yeah. one's lost. No one's story is finished. And so Absolutely. they, they, we got to have the grace for them too, right? We've got to give them yes. a look, all the, whatever they, whatever, for whatever reason they need the time, we need to be gracious enough to give them the time. Absolutely. You know, as a pastor, you have early adopters, mid adopters, and late adopters. And the bulk of the folks are really the middle adopters. You have very few that are early adopters. And there's also a few at the end that are the late adopters. But nonetheless, all those groups are significant. And uh, right now we're early in the journey. So it's amazing to have this many early adopters. Um, And I'm expecting the middle and the late adopters to come on board too. We're a family and we're we're a team. And I want everyone to get on uh, the boat eventually. Yeah, you know, you talked about time and, you know, it's funny because on this show, we have 25 minutes or so, but that time goes so fast. I want to make sure we talk about Unity Weekend as far as what's happening this year. So Nationwide Unity Day is on June 11th and Nationwide Community Action Day is June 10th. Let's talk about what's happening on June 10th or what you want people to get from June 10th. And let's talk about June 11th. Very good. Well, we were targeting three cities, actually, alongside Operation Blessing. Gordon Robertson has been absolutely amazing. He has invested an incredible amount of money uh, to serve the underserved. So he's come alongside this project. And uh, we will be focusing on Washington, D.C., Atlanta, and the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we will uh, be providing food. Uh, There will be things for children. There will be all types of activities. Each city is going to be a little bit different. Um, but there, these uh, outreaches are hosted by local Christian organizations and Christian churches, and uh, they're coming together across racial, denominational, and ethnic lines to serve uh, those in need. And then on Sunday, um, one of the most important things uh, is going to happen. Um, you know, in the first century, there was um, division uh, as extreme as we're facing today. Um, the culture was as uh, paganized as, as evil, as dark as it is today. But the gospel uh, still changed the world. And uh, those original 12 apostles, they were only armed with the message of God's word. That's right. Changed the world and changed human history forever. So what, we, what we're going to do across the nation, every pastor, and I want to encourage every pastor listening, uh, get involved, go to our website, uh, register, uh, and become a part of what the Lord is doing uh, on this particular day. Now, some say, well, you know, what can one Sunday, one message do? Well, some will preach only one message. Others will start um, a series. But here's the deal. A pastor typically spends about 12 hours um, studying for a message. Imagine what would happen in the life of a pastor if um, he spends 12 hours each year at minimum. If he's doing a series, it could go uh, into 50 plus hours. But um, 12 hours digging into what the scripture says about racial healing, what the Bible teaches about God's kingdom plan for unity and, and, and ethnicity, et cetera. Um, you know, it would change the heart and the mind of the pastor. But also imagine if a congregation wasn't any longer just getting their cues from CNN, MSNBC mm-hmm. or Fox News, but they actually knew what the gospel says. So they're, you know, they're, they're, they're at their Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, they know what scripture says versus what their famous, famous, uh, their favorite, forgive me, commentator, uh, has said. 
And it's really vital, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word. So if we don't talk about these things, uh, Christians will not be armed with a response. So it's vital that pastors speak into this issue and do it at a minimum once a year. Now, there are other issues we need to to deal with and confront, but this particular issue is dividing the nation. And if we're going to really lead and, and make a difference, we have to speak into it. And folks need to understand what Jesus teaches about this subject, what the apostles taught about this subject, what the Bible says about this particular uh, subject. So I, I think it's vitally, vitally important. Now, some people may say, well, you know, what? I don't talk about those type of things in the pulpit. I just uh, preach the gospel. Well, that that's good, but there, there's some problems with that because, um, you know, the, the content of the gospel is that God became a man, um, took on flesh, became one of us, um, you know, was crucified, uh, lived a sinless life, resurrected on the third day, ascended into heaven. That's the content of the gospel. But the scope of the gospel is much broader than that. So the, the content, you know, gets us right with God, and, and, and that's so super important. But, you know, the cross is both horizontal and, and vertical. So we, we must, everything begins with getting our hearts and lives right with God. But from there, our vertical relationships matter. And the scope of the gospel is not just what happens in a heart. It's also what happens in a life, what happens in a mind, what happens in a perspective. And we want to have a biblical perspective of one another. Uh, imago Deo. We want to recognize the image of God in one another. And uh, anything short of that, uh, would, 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 would we miss the gospel message? In fact, I can go on and on, but Peter uh, actually pulled away from, um, some of uh, the Gentiles and, um, uh, in the book of Galatians and Peter corrected him. And actually he said, listen, y- you have undermined the gospel, Peter, mm. uh, because the gospel message was that God uh, saves, but also that God also heals and, 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 um, uh, removes walls between various yeah. peoples, et cetera. So Paul, by the Holy Spirit, felt that uh, the unity between ethnicity uh, was uh, part of the gospel. So likewise, if we believe the scriptures, we need to uh, believe the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, in, in, in the scriptures, I mean, even in, in, in Luke uh, 4, where, you know, John the Baptist is, you know, preparing the way for Jesus, uh, you know, he's he's preaching, repent, repent, repent. And, yep. you know, the crowd says, well, what should we do? He says, well, as opposed to, well, go to the church, you know, preach the gospel. No, he says, well, anyone who has two shirts gives one to someone who doesn't have it. And, and, you know, tax collectors, here's what you should do. Don't collect more than what's required. And, you know, soldiers, you know, here's what you should do. Be, you know, content with, you know, what you're paid and things like that. That, that yes, uh, you know, if you want to preach the gospel, please do that. But at the end of the day, it pushes you to do. And so while we love events, like, I mean, we're in the spring. And so we just got off of Easter and then Mother's Day is coming up. Easter and Mother's Day, as you know, as a pastor, is the church. Oh, we packed the house yes, Easter, Mother's right. Day. Right. People right. come. But and so with this event, yes, Nationwide Unity Day, community action. But it goes beyond this. What are some things churches can do and communities can do and small groups can do where they are? I'm thinking the church in just outside of Louisville, Kentucky, or a church just outside of Boise, Idaho, who hears this interview, and they're like, man, Pastor Greer, that is a big deal. And I want my, you know, small group or my church to do more uh, on this weekend. What are just some ideas, just some things they can do 
um, past this weekend all year until next year rolls around. Very good. So first register so we can know that you're engaged. But also like for next year, you know, we, we have a short suspense between June and today. But for the following year, um, unite with a church that's different than yours. Uh, may perhaps a Hispanic church, perhaps a white church, or an African American church, or an African American church. Uh, connect with a Korean congregation and do something t- together to serve the community. Model this thing. Um, and actually, when people work together, that's how you build relationships. Uh, because you might be, you know, handing out uh, drinks to people, or you might be handing out food, but conversations uh, emerge, and and then we get surprised at how similar we are. Um, and all that happens through us doing things together. So let's do the work of the gospel together. And, and as we do that, I think uh, some great steps can be done. And and I, I I have heard some criticism where folks say, well, what can one day accomplish? Well, just because you can't do everything doesn't excuse us and and, uh, and shouldn't cause us to do nothing. Right. So um, we, we must do something. And this is the first step. And again, the major power, the major weapon, the major tool of the Christian church is God's word. And that's the one we should engage. Thank God for philosophy. Thank God for what some of the the various leaders across the nation are saying. But what does God say? What does his word say? Because that's ultimately what will resonate in people. Absolutely. And it can happen. Nationwide Community Action Day, June 10th. Nationwide Unity Day, June 11th. The website is unityweekend.com. So uh, on May 6th, there's yeah. a national kickoff prayer and uh, worship gathering. Talk a little bit about that and some details people need to know. Very good. That will happen at, at my church, Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. You can live stream it and you can participate remotely. I'd love for you to do that if you can't get to the building. And um, there will be uh, various people praying, uh, but there will also be a minute for people across the nation to pray themselves. Mm-hmm. And anything of value starts with prayer. And if it doesn't start with prayer, it'll end in defeat. So it's vital that God's people get together uh, and use, again, we talked about the tool or the power or the the weapon of God's word, but, you know, equally as important is the weapon or the tool uh, called prayer. And we are strong when we find our needs. And my hope is that people across the country join us on May 6th. I'll be between four and it probably go a little bit longer than five, maybe five, 15 or so, but about an hour, hour, 15 minutes. Join us, uh, pray with us, uh, worship with us. And uh, Malachi said, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another mm. and the Lord heard. And as you know, we have white folks presenting, we have uh, Chinese people presenting, we have African-American people presenting, Hispanic people, et cetera. Um, as we relate to one another, pray with one another, I believe God will see, and then we're going to watch God do what only God can do. We can do our little small part, but ultimately, it's really in the hands of God. So uh, let's look to him on May 6th, and I would love everyone listening uh, that is listening to join me. Um, Let's conclude in prayer, you know, as we pray for, uh, you know, Unity Weekend coming up and our listeners and outcomes that uh, we hope happen from uh, the meeting. If you could lead us in prayer regarding that, that would be great, Pastor Greer. Let's do that. Father, I thank you for all who are listening. Father, we just want to grow. We want to become more like you. We want to become more like Jesus. So, Father, we ask that you expose areas of our hearts and minds um, as it relates to, you know, racial issues, ethnic issues, whether it's racism, colorism, or 
just the various things that builds walls between people. I ask that uh, you would reveal it. And uh, would you help us get past it? Help us become the people you want us to become. Father, um, one man said that racism is the, the greatest hate for the least uh, uh, content. And that's so true. It's, it's the least. I mean, it's just color of skin um, and, and so much anxiety over something so small um, is not pleasing to you. God, you made us our different colors on purpose. Um, our hair textures were created the way they are on purpose. So we, we're grateful for how you made us. But Father, just help us embrace one another, love each other as Christ uh, has loved us. Help us show grace to one another as Christ has shown grace to us. Father, meet all of us listening today in this moment. And, and Lord, also, may we not just be hearers of the word, but doers. Help folks get engaged. Father, please move on hearts to go to the website, register, uh, get your church involved so we can together make a difference. And I pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. And we all say amen. Amen. Uh, Bishop, Dr. Reverend, Pastor Derek Greer, thank you so much for your time on the show today. We really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you, Claude. Appreciate it. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.